Ah, Ken. There's that music that makes people wish that their eyebrows would grow so bushy they would fall over to the sides of their ears and would grow into their ears, thus blocking noise. <laughs> Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Welcome to the Harry and Megan of podcasts. Ah, uh, the Harry and Megan podcast. It's all going on over there. Yes. She should be more careful, you know that? Yeah. Because she's very rude to those people, that the royals, and they, they got power, haven't they? Well, they do. She I was mean, walking around in the... Uh, they're on all the money. Yeah, that's right. They're, they're rich, aren't they? Oh, yeah. And when rich comes power, yeah. as you know. Well, it'd be weird because at his Bucks party, they had a stripper and it would feel weird to be putting pictures of your grandmother in the stripper's G-string. <laughs> she kept following the queen around. <laughs> At Buckingham Palace and trying to lick the back of her head. Pretty good joke. <laughs> all right. Do you hear what I said? That was a good joke. It was an oldie, but okay. Yeah, yeah, all right. All right. Now, go on. She's got to watch herself because Prince Philip, has, it's her far, uh, grandfather-in-law, isn't it? I don't know if he can have a grandfather-in-law. Yeah, I've never heard that, but that's what he would be, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? <laughs> wouldn't it? Don't call me wouldn't it. Wouldn't it? <laughs> Okay. One eye. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you remember that ad yes. where that woman was in Bali and she was really keen on the guy who yeah. worked and she's like, ah, oh, you know, katut, you know, and yes. she has, she comes back to Australia and has this fantasy, kiss me, katut. Yes. And it would be great if he said in her dream, kiss your own katut. <laughs> Come on, who are we doing today, Kenneth? Um... The Bee Gees. Really? Yeah, but we've got some messages if you want to know oh, first. I'm keen Normally, to me- – I love a good message. Yeah, well, we'd like I, to I say – I pay 130 bucks for an hour-long message. Well – Massage. No, that's massage, yeah. Similar. Hi to little Julie Edwards. Hey, Julie. Yeah, now she's a, an old, all-time listener since what the day one. What do you mean one. an all-time listener? Since the day one. Really? Yeah. Seven, I haven't even been listening that no, long. No, well, 72 episodes yeah. she's been listening to. Has she really? She always likes our – Podcast when I put it, uh, well, Punjab puts it up. She always, uh, you know, always listens to him and puts a little smiley face. So I think we should say hello she to her. She sends me messages on the side. I don't know how to respond. What does she send you? She sends me messages. Yes, what sort? You know, hello, how are you? What are you wearing? <laughs> what do you say? You don't... I'm wearing, a, I'm good. I'm okay. Yes. Hello, I'm wearing a loincloth. A loincloth. He wears a loincloth. Like Gandhi. Like Tarzan. Is it leopard skin? I don't think it's leopard. What's it made out of, Punjab? It's made out of rat skin. <laughs> a rat skin loincloth. The rats aren't happy. Yes. There's a lot of bald rats running around. <laughs> uh, Poor that's, Pony. That's right. Hey, if you did the complete job, there, there's some meat for you to eat. Ooh. It's not Christmas. Imagine that. Ratatouille. I used to lie in bed at night dreaming of meat. Meat, I would say. Oh, meat. I, uh, oh, I love meat. <laughs> meat is unheard of. <coughs> now listen, I, I have you? Bangladeshi joke. You want to hear Bangladeshi joke? Yes. Why did the chicken yes. cross the dirt road? Why? To get away from one family who want to eat the chicken. <laughs> but the kicker, he on the other side of the road got eaten by another family. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, how Sparky? What's your dog name? Your elephant? Oh, Stampy. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> he thought Sit you were down, calling him. Stop that. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. Well, anyhow, Julie Edwards is... is uh, that's lovely. It's great. So let's, um, let's say hello to episodes. her. episodes. Is she yeah. like a quadriplegic or something? No, she's a lovely, lovely person who breeds horses. And breeds horses? Does, le- 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 I, could, I, I couldn't find a box to stand on. <laughs> I would have done it myself. She makes fantastic leather belts and stuff, you know. Ken, you were not gesticulating leather belts when you were – Ken, um, you were doing I'm a engraving. weird thing with your hand. Did you say engraving? No, but I was getting there. She, she makes leather belts. Yeah. She didn't say I wouldn't mind myself. I wouldn't mind a, a leather strap for my guitar if you're listening to Julie Edwards. Yeah, that would yeah. be a nice thing. Now, I've got another – I want you to know about this because you wouldn't know this because I took this – I removed this post 
as soon as it went up. Why? What, was it abusive? Yes. Of who? S- of us. Someone said. Both of us? Yes. Yes, both of us. But probably if, if you really look deep, it's probably me. But she said. Cool. <coughs> she or he, we don't know. She, he. Because. You don't know these days. They went to a lot of trouble. Yeah. To make an anonymous post. In other words, they, they signed up to a Facebook under a, a, almost a blank name. It had no name. No name. No name. And it said, um, the more I listen to your podcast, yes. the less I'm starting to learn about the band and the movie. And I, if this keeps up, I won't be listening. I'd like to say now. Is that it? If you had to wait till 70 episodes <laughs> to figure that one out. Let me tell you some. In the world of abuse, that rates... Yes. Two thumbs down. <laughs> I've been abused by the best. Yes. I didn't say anything disparaging about my genitals. Nothing. They phoned that one in. Yes, that's right. No. So, you know. We try. Well, we don't really. Well, we do. <laughs> it's I'm, the trouble. I'm, the thing is that the bands you bring up, hmm. usually I know more about them than you. Yeah. And the fact, the movie you bring up, <laughs> no you explain it so badly yes. that even the people in the movie have got no fucking idea what's going on. That's right. <clears throat> and that is what makes us unique. <laughs> All right. If you, you, listen, could, you could call it that, sure. If you want to listen to a podcast about bands and movies, yeah. you've come to the wrong place. Mm. I think that's what we should have called the podcast. Yes. You've come to the wrong place. You've come to the wrong place. <laughs> and then I think that's already a podcast by Melways. <laughs> okay, well, that's, that's already – so anyhow, we'll move on. So today like the to... movie – no, we're doing the band first. Yeah. yeah, the Bee Gees. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that. Give me some sales. Okay. Spinnaker. Okay, good, good on you. No, 220 million sales. Wow, that's high. It, like them. Yeah, wow. There, there's one left. There's only one left. So it's a BG. Yeah. Is Barry, it Barry? Barry. Well, that's what the band would name. We've done the BGs. I thought we had two, but we haven't. I've looked them up. We haven't. I'm sure we have. I looked through every band and I could not find the BGs. I remember. No, I, I, went, I maybe remember we, this. No, I think what happened, we digressed. Digressed. And we didn't finish up talking about it much. No, we were probably talking about the monkeys or someone. So what about those BGs? Oh, yeah, I'll tell you something. But we never, no, we never did them as a point. I looked at my list. Well, I've got a list here of that all list the bands. Is stupid. And I, I think if you look through all our episodes, no, you I would did. find the BGs. I did. All right. Keep talking. You Tell us about the BGs, Ken, and while you're doing that, I'm going to look through them. There's a great documentary on. Um, uh, um, the Bee Gees? I don't know what it is. HBO, perhaps. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. Uh, it's called How Do You Mend a Lonely Heart? And it's fantastic. It's nice. Yeah. And it's basically Barry Gibb telling the story of the Bee Gees. Okay. Um, and there's some fascinating stuff in it. Yeah. Imagine but, that. Um, look, do you know that they founded in 1958? Yeah. We weren't even born then. No. And they were already going. They used to play at a um, – well, they lived in, in, in the Isle of Man – and then they moved to Queensland. They used to, I'm just, I've got reminiscence of oh, this too. Oh! You found it? No, the book of me. <laughs> Stop that. Pun jabs on me. Oh, get off me, swine dog. All right. Yes. Why so, does the dog smell funny, by the way? Oh, because she's been to the barbers. She just had a haircut. Ah. They put perfume on her. What do they do to, in the barbers there? They just give her a little trim and they give her a little bit of powder on her, you know, flea powder. That's nice. It's very nice. Yeah, go on. Um, anyhow, so they played the Speedway um, in Queensland and the promoter who hired them yeah. introduced them to a disc jockey called Bill Gates. <laughs> Not that Bill Not Gates. Not that Bill no, Gates. Because that would have worked out very well. Because his brother, Bat Gates. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yes. And yes. the crowd at the uh, Speedway would throw money onto the tracks. Would they really? Yeah. That and seems that's how unusual. they made their money. By picking up money on a Speedway track. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You've got to be quick. Yeah. And they had a deal that they could keep the money. That's, and that's a good how they deal. started. So. Yeah. Their father then said, well, first of all, they, they, they got the attention of Cold, jo- Cold Joy. Yes. And the Joy Boys. Yes. And he helped them get a recording contract with Festival Records in Australia. That's nice. Yeah. And then they had their first major hit, Spicks and Specks. Where is Great this song. That just, you know, piano. Easy. Just dunk, the Specks dunk, and the dunk, Specks. Dunk. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a bit. Guess what their first album was called? Uh, Meet the Bee Gees? You would think. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. You know, it was called The Bee Gees Sing and Play 14 Barry Gibbs Songs. 
What do you think about that? I, I would be pretty offended if I was the other two BGs. Well, it's a long title. It is. You know, like it's not going to look good on the album. There's a lot of words. No. No room for a weird picture. No. What about uh, tasting Ken Murdoch songs? That could be something. Yeah. 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 I write them, so maybe I should go with Do you that. write all those? Yep. 2020 is gone. We love it. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have not downloaded the song 2020's Gone by the band Taste Written by Ken Murdoch, allegedly. And Les Brazil. Les Brazil helped write it. Did too. Les Brazil help? Do you know Les Brazil? Do I know him? He snores. He was in the Steelers. What a wonderful singer. Brazil nut. To you, maybe. <laughs> by the way, Brazil nut is not actually a nut. It's a seed. <laughs> we did this before. It's true. <laughs> we did this before. But yes, go on. I didn't know you know Led Brazil. Turn it up. Him okay, and Ian uh, Broadband and, and, and everybody that were right. in the Steelers. They uh, sang um, Bohemian Rhapsody like. Wonderful. Like, no, like no one else. And a lovely guy, too. He's the best. He is the best. I thought yeah. I was the best. Have you never played golf with me in Les Brazil? That's right. You it's sure? Les Brazil and I. I don't want to get too. Oh, were you there then? You were there then? No. What? It must have been the I'm little, still looking to see if we've been. the Catman. Oh, but Les Brazil. <laughs> Tony Katz. Les Brazil, uh, yeah, he, he, uh, he helped write. Um, I've just found an episode on. called Sexy Nude Crime Episode. <laughs> yeah, that must have been a good one. The hell? Okay. That wouldn't have been the Bee Gees episode, would it? Yeah, no, I don't think so. Okay. All right, so I'm assuming. I've found the Bee Gees. Where? Episode 58. Bee Gees oh, and Battlefield Earth. Oh, no. Yeah. Not even 30th that long of ago. December 2020. Ah. Oh. Well, the reason why I brought it up is because I just watched a documentary that's really good. So we're doing the Bee Gees again. Yeah. Yeah. I must listen back to it and see if I cover this sort of stuff. Bee Jesus. I went a, I went a bit more um, – I, I see, I remember – I remember right, it. Because I played you New York mining disaster and you didn't know what it was. No. And that's the one that they sent around to all the DJs mm. on a white label and everyone thought it was the Beatles and that's how they became popular. And yet – Yes. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a New York mining disaster. It was the Bee Gees. Yes. But, um, Ken, seriously, how many times have you been in a mining disaster yeah. and as the rocks and, and earth crush you, you can't help thinking, gee, that sounds like the Bee Gees? <laughs> they actually, they actually in, the, 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 in the stairwell of Festival Records, when the power went off yeah. and in the dark, they started talking about how to write that song. That's, that's how it came up. In the event of something happening to me is the opening line. That's what they said in the dark. They think, what if something happens to us? Of what song? Uh, New York Mining Disaster. I don't know this song. In the event of something happening to me. How many people do you reckon have had that as their wedding song? Not many. Not many. Not many. That would be a a unique song. They went on then. uh, That that got really popular in, in US, so straight away. Very big band in the US. It should come. We should have a show about worst wing songs you've ever had to do. Yeah, sure. You know, like I would like to do also instead of movies all the time, TV series. You know, like we talk about Green Acres, for example. Yep. Or we might talk even about um, Breaking Bad. Yep. What do you think about that idea? Well, I used to do it. It's a segment on Three AW for three years, so I have a lot of material I could give you of TV series. Mm. All right. Okay. All right. Well, I really do have like. Hundreds. Do you? Yeah. Save you a lot of work. Yeah, okay. And then you could really get stuck into what's your true... And then I'd kind of know what I'm talking about. It wouldn't hurt from time to time. All right. Now, did I tell you that... Just to keep it interesting. (laughs) To keep the people awake. Did I tell you... (laughs) Yeah. Last time, did I tell you that they went off the the boil? Yep, you did. For a while? Yeah, you told me that, yeah. Did I tell you how it came back? Yeah, you did. What happened? Yeah, you told me. Tell me. You tell me. (laughs) I will. All right. The movie this is segment. a very strange show. <laughs> yes, this could be a short segment and the movie yes. segment could be really long. What, what is the movie, by the way? Um, to, oh, it's a, I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. What is it? It's a movie called Good Boys. Good Boys? Have you seen it? It's about owning a dog. No. Two dogs. No, that's right. No. Why do you ask? No. <laughs> right. Now, at, at, at Eric's... Eric Clapton's suggestion. He wasn't in the Bee Gees. No, but as his suggestion, they moved to Miami. They actually lived in his house. You know the, the house? Um, Where the baby fell out? N- no, don't. No. The name of the album that he had, 21 Boulevard Drive, whatever it was called. 21 yeah. Boulevard yeah. Drive. <laughs> 21 Road Street. Yes, that's right. 
48 Thistle Street. That was the old. That was my old address in Brunswick. Where was your, what, what was your old address? Oh, you can't say. Why not? Because you still own the house. Yeah, I do. All right. No, Park Street, I don't own. I sold that. All right. What was, what's that, what was that address? 376 Park Street, Is South Melbourne. Where the cow was. That's where the cows – we've moved the cows to our place now. Where the cow – in the backyard. Yeah. That's right. All right. So at the um, – yeah, at the urging of um, Robert Stigwood – Yeah, the movie producer. Yes. Who, who did. Managed, he managed them. Who did Exanadu. Yes, as he, he used to he say, did some big ones. He yes. did Sergeant Pepper's Lonely. Remember Oxford the conversation then. we had some time ago about pronouncing X as yes. a Z? Yes, and that was news to you. That's right. Yes. What did I say? X Xanadu. And what do you say? Xanadu. Right. Ah, that's right. The X is silent. It's not silent. It's pronounced as a Z, like zenith. Zenith being the end part of something. I, I got to listen to these episodes more. Wouldn't hurt. <laughs> Right. Listen to them while we're doing them. Here's something. <laughs> yes, yes. Anyhow, they, they decided to I go. I don't know how you, you, you answer me. And is it an absolute fluke that you're on the same topic as I am when we talk? <laughs> I know. This is why I usually answer yes or no. That wouldn't hurt. Sometimes you're going to be right 50% of the time, <laughs> historically. Oh, boy. Oh. Right. Um, mm. Anyhow, he said to him, go a bit more disco. Disco, you say? Yeah. And that's what they did with Jive Tur- Talking. And that's. Jive Turkey. <laughs> the BG's big hit, Jive Turkey. Yes, gobble, gobble. <laughs> Jive Turkey. That was a big hit in Bangladesh. <laughs> Jive Turkey. <laughs> it's like Crazy Frog. Um, and that's the first time. What happened at the end of the song? They said, uh, we need someone to go out there and, you know, Riff at the end, vocally. And he went out there and went, Barry, and went, and they go, what's that sound? They said, he said, that's my falsetto. Yes. Please do more of that. Yes. And then he did his real setto. Yes. And they liked the false one better. Yes. That's an old Marx Brothers thing. My student had a falsetto. I've mucked it up. Let's add that to the list. We're doing the Marx Brothers next week. Oh, we're doing them. Yep, we're doing uh, a night at the opera. Oh, what a funny, funny, funny segment! It's going to be great show. That's going to be great. Yep. Make sure you tune in. Yep. In if fact, you, if you turn don't, this one off. Yeah, yeah. Just You've already heard the Bee Gees. Take some tablets. Go to sleep for a week. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, so once he started using that falsetto, all all hell was loose. All hell broke loose. That's right. Buildings collapsed. He Economies t- around the world. Stock markets were affected. That's right. That that voice of his, that trill, was heard trill. all over the world. Not shrill. A trill is a vocal term. I think he means shrill. And trill. Trill is just doesn't yeah. have to be high. Do it high. There you go. That sounds like Barry Gibb. Um, uh, you know, I can do it higher. You know why I know we've done this episode because I we're talking about the you're ignoring Punjab songs now. that sorry. No, don't be sorry. What did you say? I'm not telling you now. All right. Well, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. <laughs> did you know that their did you <laughs> did you know their album you... Living Eyes? What was the first Who? album what ever album? manufactured on one? CD? Wait, let me check my record collection. <laughs> not record CD. CD. First CD oh. ever made was Fancy. Living Eyes. Living Eyes by the Bee Gees. Did you say Living Eyes? <laughs> yes. It's Living- a stupid name. It is a stupid name, but it was the first CD ever made. Ever? Yeah. By anybody? Yeah. That's yes. a good fact. Well, I didn't know that last time. You don't know much. No, and also, <laughs> did you know that Saturday Night Fever was filmed and then Robert Stigwood rang them and said, we need some music for it, and in one Can week- I ask what he was dancing to then on the dance floor? Oh, they must, oh, they must just put a song on, you know, a disco song. I don't think so, Ken. Yes, yes. Ken. Because often they do that. I poo-poo that. <laughs> That's not a poo-poo. No, because his choreography match, no. matched the song. No. Ken? This is fact. No. Oh. The, <laughs> the songs. What a load of codswallop. The songs were all written in one weekend. Right? That, That's fine, but I'm saying that when John... Do you want me to Travolta read it to you again? The band danced. only got involved with the soundtrack for John Travolta's Saturday Night Live after it was Saturday filmed. Night Live. <laughs> Saturday Night Fever. Oh. 
Okay, right. you know so the very famous the very famous straight away song that he dances in. to. Yes, on the on the dance board yes. with the lit up thing. Yes, the BG song yes. that he dances to. Yes, it would be trust me on this impossible to dance to a song that had not been written yet. You just put a metronome at one twenty and away he goes. Away he goes. I bet you he danced to something like "Love to Love You, Baby." And then they thought, but we don't own the copyright to that. And they said to Barry, put a song in to this beat, and I bet you that's what happened. Now, here's a really interesting fact. The band... I, I, I completely dispute that. But anyway, all right, we'll move you on. You watch this documentary. The you, band... You haven't even complimented my shirt. Well, I can't really see. It's very dark in here. It's like a... Oh, it's a Rubik's Cube melting into lots of colourful things at the bottom. A puddle. A puddle. It's a bit psychedelic. You like it? Yeah, it's a bit like the Beatles. Uh... Again with the Beatles. You're <laughs> obsessed with them. I am obsessed with the Beatles. Keep in mind, Ken, without their lyrics and music, they would have been nothing. Well, that's true. You're just four haircuts is all we'd be left with. There you are. But those haircuts would have taken over the world. How can a haircut take over the world? <laughs> Don't you worry about that. You said my hair looked very nice today. Yeah, it does. It looks great. It's covering your face. Oh. <laughs> All right. Listen to this. I'm all The band that played with them. Who? The Bee Gees. Yeah. Right? You right there? Come be you move the mic forward the instead of, yeah. yes. He's trying to move the chair back instead of moving the mic forward. And he's Shut nearly up. going out get the door. Get on with it. You two just need to get on. You need a counsellor. Bit of a violent episode. Yeah. Uh, the band. The, w- what band? The band that did the, the music for um, Saturday Night. The Bee Gees. Fever. No, well, the Bee Gees played acoustic and... Acoustic? Um, and Morris played bass. That's true. Morris but, Gibb. Yeah. But the drummer, the guitarist and the synthesised player... That's hard to say. Yeah. Synthesiser player. Synthesiser. Yeah. The sympathiser. He's very important because if you listen to Bee Gees music from then on, as you were saying rightly, all those riffs, they're all his, all off the... Off he was the, like the Michael Tortoni of the band. He was, he was. He's a very, very capable musician. Mm. Anyhow, the record company said, because you stayed back and recorded these extra songs, mm. we're going to just give you a couple of points for the album. Mm. Right? Now, on a normal album, you'd go... Is well, this the synthesizer player? All of them, synthesizer, drummer, guitarist. Oh, okay. Normally, you'd go, oh, what's that, you know, a couple of... Thousand dollars, maybe. That's mm. good. Thank you. They made millions. These these three idiots. <laughs> they had no idea. They made, the recording company wouldn't have given you it. You can to be them. lucky in showbiz. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Well, I've done very well. Yeah. With very limited talent. I wouldn't have said that. I think you're very talented. How many piano players do you think have had a successful career playing with one hand? Lefty McGee. <laughs> That's true. Fatso's brother. How is Fatso? We haven't seen Fatso for Fatso's a while. Fatso's here. He's in Melbourne, but he's he's very, very busy on the trams. On the trams? Mm. Driving? He's a conductor. Oh. He's the only one. <laughs> does he have an orchestra on the tram? No. He's the conductor. What Do he does is he sits on top of the tram. What? He sits on top of the tram and hangs onto the electric wire. <laughs> I don't think he understood what they meant by conductor. <laughs> no, I see what you mean. <laughs> I said, how's your job? Shocking, he said. <laughs> Can we, we got to get him in, let's get him in um, in two weeks. Okay. Because i got a special guest coming, so let's get Fatso in as well. Okay. All right. Make a call. Does he have a mobile phone? Yeah. Okay. Doesn't you, work you got though. a mobile phone? Did yes, you get one I yet? Do. Hey. Yeah, I have a mobile phone. Oppo. Up. No, <laughs> no. We used to dream of having the Oppo. What do you got? Vodafone. Popo. Vodafone. Vodafone. Yeah. You heard of the iPhone? Yes. This is the J phone. <laughs> okay, a little bit later. Little bit advanced. It's got no keys, <laughs> no screen. No. To be honest, it's no fucking phone. <laughs> you just have to shout at people. Can you take a call? I can take it, baby. <laughs> I just can't give it. Well, can you take this? Yes. Robin Gibb was a pyromaniac. Well... It's good to have a hobby. <laughs> and was he really? Yes. Used to set things that's on fire. Actually, that's actually why they came to Australia. Because to uh, set shit on fire. Well, no, because they were they. He'd, he'd set everything up on fire. He in was England. a pyromaniac. Yeah. Where do you get this? This your facts. That's is off the documentary. Who did the documentary? Barry Gibb. 
And very good, by the way. You might have been a bit kooky. Yes. Because let me tell you something. The two things you've said so far that don't make any sense. Robin Gibb is a pyromaniac. Yeah. Which is a very strange thing to be. Yeah. Secondly, that they wrote the music for Saturday Night Fever after after people had danced to the music in Saturday Night Fever. Look, that's all I've got. Fact-wise, but maybe that scene wasn't filmed. I'll give you that. I'll Does give it you that. seem to you a little bit – because, listen, having a bit of a basis in music theatre, having done 12 professional musicals, yes, the imperative, that means something that must be. I know what imperative means. I'm just helping people out there. All right. That's fair. Like little – that guy, Sammy Snare. That's uh, a girl. Is it? Oh, oh I've got to say Shut up. I told you. Sit down. <laughs> I've got a snare, but I can't um, find it. It's, Where's my snare? It's oh, almost. There you go. Gosh. <laughs> Hardly worth When it. you found that toy, our lives changed. <laughs> um, it's almost impossible mm. to choreograph to a song without hearing the song. Just the facts, man. I'm just reporting the facts. Well, I am telling you you're reporting the facts as reported by somebody that you have no verification. Are you suggesting that Barry Gibb might be a little bit senile? I'm suggesting that you either have misinterpreted what he said. I don't even know what that was. What Uh, was that? Stab me. Come back. (laughs) Good boy. Sit down. Have not... I don't know what that sound was. I don't know what it was. I think it was Stampy bursting through the wall. Okay. By the way, I'm sorry about your wall. Yes. It's yes. in home improvement. <laughs> you, know, you know what we should do too? What? Maybe later, maybe in the month, later yeah. in a month, we take Punjab down down the elevator. He's, he doesn't even know about that. Oh, there's an elevator. Yes, there's an elevator and there's a, a, the whole new, uh, another world underneath this um, studio. Oh, yeah, I Bunny. remember that. Yeah. That was like 30 episodes ago. Yeah, we should do that again. Um, yeah, it'd be fun. You know, the big Gilbert O'Sullivan statue isn't here just for looks, Punjab. No. The boat, we move that, there's a big, uh, there's an elevator Is door. Is it Gilbert O'Sullivan? Yes. I thought it was Peter Sullivan. <laughs> no, that was... would explain the bourbon. Yes. <laughs> no, no. No. <clears throat> um, so can I, I call bullshit on your recording Right, having well, done after the after the dance. What about this fact then? <laughs> in, As according to you, fact. In, in 1969, yeah. Robin, Robin proclaimed, I'm making my own film called Family Tree. Mm-hmm. It involves a man, John Family, whose grandfather is caught trying to blow up Trafalgar Fair with a homemade bomb wrapped in his underwear. What's Trafalgar Fair? <laughs> Trafalgar Square should be. Sorry. Have you been to Trafalgar Square? <laughs> yes. It's a big open area. It's square. With a, it's actually more round, really. Mm. It's a big open area mm. with a few statues. Yeah. Why would you blow it up? Well, that's what he was going to do. And it doesn't then, make sense, Ken. Well, and I'm just reading the facts. You're, you're Ken, questioning not these facts. people's sanity. No, I'm questioning their There's veracity. There's drugs in those days. <laughs> their veracity. Their drugs taking was immense. He... Uh, Boris Gibb was on the cocaine all the time. Have we finished the them yet? What time's, what's the timer? It's close. Your freaking themes are bullshit. <laughs> it's close. Your little closing of the segment theme that comes in it's with the music. It's normally too short, so I made it a bit longer, oh, but I didn't please. know that we'd done the same band twice. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of drugs. <laughs> look, how t- do we do? Like, Ken, look, dude, let's just seriously, talk. how many freaking let's- bands have there been? There's been like 100,000 bands. Yeah. We've done 72 so far. And we've doubled up. Yes. What <laughs> because the Because hell? I watched the documentary and I thought, we haven't done those guys. Oh. God, but we that. have done the freaking guys yeah. and I don't know how you didn't find it. But what about Megan Markle <laughs> saying? You mean Meagle Markle? <laughs> Meagle Markle. What about her saying to Prince Philip, mm. how are you? Are you feeling all right? Mm. And he said, yes, I'm very well. And she said, damn, I've got you in the Daily Double with Paul McCartney. What about that? This is why she was ostracised from the family. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Did you write that late at night? Uh, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, that was written by a very famous comedian that you probably know who used to compare the uh, footlighters. What was his name? He was a good bloke. Richard Rushton, do you remember him? No. All right. 
<clears throat> talk, we've got two minutes. Talk about something. You never tell us anything. You never ask me how I am, ever. Still, still nothing. I have no interest in how you are. <laughs> how lovely. many cars do you own? Me? Three. <laughs> Why? Um, it's not very green. No. W- w- one is the family car, which is a brand new Honda uh, The family Civic. car. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you know, you put all the people in. I understand what a family is. Oh, thank oh. God. <laughs> and well, the just other before one. we got to that riveting information. <laughs> all right, let's get out of here. Maurice, joke of the week. Stop dancing. I like to dance. Ooh. And now it's time for <laughs> Maury's Joke of the Week. <laughs> couple of Jewish blokes in Melbourne wanted to race a horse in the Israel Handicap, the biggest race in Israel. So they rang their brother who lived over there and they said, uh, we want to enter a horse over there. Can we buy a horse over there in Israel? And his mate in Israel said, No. Don't do that. Send an Australian horse over. Everybody knows the Australian horses are the best ones in the world. So uh, the brother sent him some money from Israel to Australia to buy the horse, you see. And they bought this beautiful Australian race horse to send back to Israel because everyone knows Aussie horses are the best. So he scouted around and found this beautiful three-year-old colt. He took the horse down to the docks, put him in a container and shipped him to Israel. But unfortunately, the ship got stopped in Perth. There was a wharfy strike, so the horse was offloaded, sat on the dock for six weeks and died. <laughs> so the Perth Port Authorities rang the bloke in Victoria to tell him the horse was dead. And he said, send it anyway. Whack it back in the container. So they put it back in the container on a trolley <laughs> and send it off to Israel. Uh, he thought, it's not my fault. You know, they'll, you know, he'll say the horse died in transit and bad luck and we still get our money and all that. Well, he didn't hear from his brother in Israel for about a year and he thought he'd better give him a call. So he finally got into him and he said, how's the horse? He said, uh, we made $2 million out of him. We're absolutely wrapped. And he said, well, hang on a minute. How'd you do that? I think he was dead. He said, yeah, but we know he was dead. So when he arrived dead, we held a lottery. It was $2 a ticket and the first prize was an Australian racehorse and we sold a million tickets. And he said, didn't anyone complain about the horse being dead? He said, only the bloke who won, so we give him his money back. (laughs) Ken doesn't have a brain. (laughs) What? (laughs) Nadine, you misheard me. (laughs) Pony, the little dog wants you. You could ride it. You could put a saddle on that little dog. The irony is, I want the little dog too. (laughs) I thought you were going to swear. All right, you ready? Yep. So, the brain game. Are you doing it today? Why not? Are you doing it? I can do. All right. All right. He's right. going to do it. Yeah, right. he's going to do I'll, it. I'll, I'll, I'll relax. Okay. Sit back. I'm ready. Hang All right, on. Ready? Wait, wait, wait. I get on the microphone. <laughs> Dog is no, don't sing. Okay. You're at the mic. Here we go. Get. Tell me, real or fake? Fake or real? Stop that. Yes. Uh, if you get right. I'm getting nervous. Oh, no. oh, okay, that was that. Thank you very much. What a short segment. We should call this the dwarf chop. <laughs> if you get it right. Wait a minute. I just need to talk to the dog. Get the f*** me, you butter Bambi, Abby, come here. Bambi. Come here, Abby. Who Good killed girl. Bambi? <laughs> What's the card? Let me read it, then you can have it. Here, play with this. All right. Put your pants back on. Fake or real? Hmm. Girl found living with monkeys in Indian forest. That was my sister. (laughs) That's true. It is true. I know. You're right. Her name was Monkey Girl. (laughs) It wasn't a big reach. Okay. Okay, that's in the Indian forest. One for one. hundred percent. You're doing better than Marty already. Mm. He's just showing off though. Well, I, I don't Shut know up. What... Keep out of this not your segment anymore. All right. See if you get this one. Okay. Real or fake? Hmm? Painting. Sal Pigasso. What? Hogs the, <laughs> the limelight. What? It's about a pig hmm? who paints and is now, you know, it's it's very successful if it's, if it's true or false. Could you say that again in English? Yes. Or Bangladeshi. Painting. Sal... Pig Hasso hogs the limelight. Oh, that's true. I've, I've seen the pig painting. Very good. Really? Oh, yes. But you can't see it if you have a sty in your eye. Ah, that's very good. You see what I did there? Let me tell you. What? 
Correct. Two for two. Do you want to know anything about it? No, don't care. Pig is dead to me. (laughs) We don't eat the pig. All right. Next one. Hmm? How many are there? Three. Come home to piping hot pizza in your letterbox. You've got to say if that's true or false. This is a, a new invention, obviously, a new... Um, is that all it says? New money-making... Well, it's got information, but you don't like me to tell you. So, do you? can you soon come home to piping hot pizza in your letterbox? Okay. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> no, you, you can't. can't. No one's ever done that. No one's done that. No, no one will ever do that. People are delivering pizza by the drones. But they're not putting it in letterboxes. You don't know. Even though you live in a letterbox, you have to come to the house to get the pizza. I have to come to the house for many things. Yes. Uh, you have to come back to feed your elephant. Yep. Oh. All right. We'll be we'll, on to the show. Two out of three. It's a win. <laughs> Not really. 66%. That's a B plus. Oh, I'm, I'm out now. It's interesting. It's wonderful. It's the best segment we do. It's better than the brain games. Connie likes this segment. Yeah, he likes it, but he didn't. He got to learn the words. Well, it's hard for him to get the um, newspapers. He doesn't know what's going on. You see, no, but I, every newspaper I get's got dog shit on it. No, but the, um, the 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 theme. He should learn the words to the theme. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, Anyhow, what have you got for us? News of the week. No, no. <laughs> that's Bangladesh. What have you got for oh, episode? News, news of the week. Seventy-two. Yes. Is it? Ooh. All right. <clears throat> Okay, first up, Ken, to America. Now, during a stop in Los Angeles, President Joe Biden referred to illegal aliens as God's children. Now, there are over 30 million illegal immigrants in the United States, so somebody should tell God to wear a condom. (laughs) And former President Trump made a taped appearance on America's version of Deal or No Deal. The ex-president said that he'd always dreamed of being on a game show, but the deal or no deal wasn't his first choice. Unfortunately, he wasn't smarter than a fifth grader. (laughs) And officials in Bangladesh... Bangladesh, it's me! ...are offering young men gun permits if they get a vasectomy. So you get a gun permit if you get a vasectomy. The bad news, much like the recipients of the vasectomy, the guns only shoot blanks. Ah! Scientists at the CSIRO here in Melbourne say there's more bacteria on banknotes than on a toilet, so we need to stop paying our plumbers in cash. <laughs> the Grammy Awards have been <laughs> have been done and won. Yes. But next year they will be replaced by the Granny Awards. Categories include best scones, weirdest smelling house, the 100 metre walking frame, the low jump, the slip discus, and the replacement <laughs> hip tathlon. A cat, Ken, has inherited $300,000 from its former owner. The cat has requested the money in cash so she can push it off a table, then walk away for a while. <laughs> a truckload of women's bras has spilled onto the Hume Highway. Mm. The road was shut down while authorities searched for booby traps. <laughs> And booby <laughs> and and finally, the Queen has attended her first virtual concert. She listened to a concerto by Beethoven, then a live set from Bob Dylan, and she said to her aide. Both were lovely, but I'm confused. Which one was the deaf one again? (laughs) Very good. Back to the show. Oh, yeah, baby. I'm going to hear more. Hello. Sing it, do, 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 all right. It's part two of the show. Yeah. And guess what movie we're doing? Ah, uh, Schindler's Fist. No, no, no. no Fist no, of Fury. No, no, no. Enter no, the Dragon. No, no. Bang the Nun slowly. No, no. No, no. no. On Her Majesty's Secret Cervix. No. 
We're going to do Mahullen Drive. Oh, God. David Lynch. <laughs> we did that last week. I You've was, done that movie. Test. Because we did BGs, I was doing a little test. Yeah, we have done it. Yes. No, we're not doing that. Thank God We're for doing that. Good Boys. Good Boys. Now, this humble little film produced by uh, Seth Rogen, who I'm not a big fan of. Funny guy. Is he? Yeah, he is. Have you ever seen his stand-up? He's very unfunny. Um, I think he just swears. This is you saying that. He does movies about swearing. All right. Hang on. I just got to get rid of the dog. Fuck off. Oh, don't be like that. Don't be like that. You're supposed to be the animal. I've just been cuddling the dog. Yes. We got to third base, okay? All right. Yeah. Now, Seth Rogen, most of his movies, you put swearing in it and smoke a joint. There you go. There's a movie for you. There's a movie. That's why I don't like him that much. But. He speaks well of you. He did The Sausage Club. I love that. Did you like The Sausage Club? Never heard of it. The Sausage Factory. Mm. It's all animated. I saw it, saw the ads for it, but I didn't see it. There was a lot of swearing in it. You were right not to see it because basically all the sausages do is swear and try to have sex with each other. So that's the premise of his comedy all the time. (laughs) And I can't get a film up and he walks into MGM and says, boy, have I got an idea for you. It's a bunch of animated sausages that swear and want to fuck each other. Yes, yes. That's our Hitler, they said. (laughs) When are we doing the producers? Can I ask that? Sure. Um, We'll be doing that in four weeks. Awesome. Yeah, four weeks. That is some movie. Which one? The original producers with Mel Brooks. I don't think there's been any other. Yes, no worries. There has been no other. Well, there's a musical. There's a movie. The movie is not a musical. No, the musical is a movie. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Stop that. It's, it's with um, um, Nathan Lane and Matthew Lane. Broderick. Yes, that's a movie. I saw it on Broadway. No, but it, they're in the movie. Broderick's – what's his Get name? Get on with the show. Matthew Broderick. They made a movie of it. Married to the girl. Yes, Sarah Parker Jr. Sarah Parker. <laughs> she no, said that's Ghostbusters. Gra- that's Graham Parker Jr. <laughs> She said Ghostbusters. Uh, I was all covered in ectoplasm. That's what I told her anyway. <laughs> all right. So this, this, as I ah. said, this humble little movie. Yes. $20 million budget. Yes. Took. Oh, by the way, can I just say a bit of an awkward situation that happened yesterday. Um, I, I wanted to get a pedicure. Yes. But I ordered a pedophile <laughs> by mistake. <laughs> and they got mad at me and I said, come on, it's all grooming. Anyway, go on. Um, yes. Yes. H- humble little movie. <laughs> Start again. Yes, like pie. Yeah, it took $110 million. Now, this is Good Boys. Huh? Good Boys. Yeah. I never heard of it. You've, you've never heard of it. No. I've never heard of it. No. But a lot of people have heard about it. Now, it's, it's a really good movie. Oh, yeah. dogs. Oh, that dog's grown. What She's got two, two dogs in her hands. Now, Bambi's here, the sensible one of the two. Didn't Good we just have Bambi? Oh, no, that was Abby. Abby wrote. Abby's the bigger one. Abby's the little one. This is the big one. You were calling it Bambi. Did I? Yeah, I'm going tell. Oh, oh this is the one with Springsteen's teeth. Yeah. The, as I said, this podcast will be slowly a... Uh, this is a very strange concept we're doing. A story of my... This show is about dogs? Dementia. And Bullshit. And you. And, and elephants. You. And elephants. All right. Now, this movie, this humble little movie, <laughs> cost $20 million and made 110 So it was very popular. Really? And I can see why. It's, it's actually a beautiful, beautiful movie. Beautiful? Unfortunately, because Seth Rogen's involved, the little kids swear and... There's a bit of you sex have a talk problem. With sex talk. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you're a bit of a fuddy duddy. I am a bit of a fuddy duddy. When it comes to swearing, I haven't called someone a fuddy duddy in a long time. Ah, <laughs> oh, what's that, Sonny? You're a funny duddy. No, not a funny duddy. A fuddy duddy. <laughs> yeah. The dog's about to rip my leg. I don't care. My leg is very promiscuous. <laughs> now, this film star. It doesn't matter really because you don't know who they are anyhow. But there's two white boys and a, a, a African American. And they're three sixth graders. Three white boys. You can't say black guy. Well, I don't know what's allowed to be said anymore. You can say white and black. Can if you? you use, yeah, well, 
to differentiate the two, but if you're just talking about one person who happens to be a, a black guy, he can be Sri Lankan, Indian, Nigerian, from Kenya, African American. He can be whatever he wants. Oh, well, but if it, I don't know if it matters. Does I, it matter? I think at this point, the the damage that we've caused to does it. But does it matter that he's white, black, yellow, green, or whatever? No. Okay, fine. Well, get on. Why'd you even mention it? You might but as well you say know now. One straight guy and a three gay to guys. To win an Oscar, yeah, you have to have um, pair of color, yeah, and you have to have um, some sort of gay relationship on the. I'm screen. having an operation in three days. To be to be nominated, yeah, you cannot have a movie without those two components. I know it's ridiculous. Yeah, <clears throat> and the other thing that's ridiculous, while on this subject, is. Um, you know, things like... Um, Is this about the movie? No. <laughs> Do you want to go back to the movie? I wouldn't kill us. Oh. I have limited time. I don't know how much time we've got left. Not many. Okay, so there's three sixth graders who find themselves... That's 18. <laughs> who find themselves in a series of wacky adventures. Oh. As they try to Please attend... Please don't be specific. Just as they try to attend a party hmm. given by their po- popular classmates. Okay. Now... This is how they get invited to the party. Yeah. They they are obviously nerds and... Uh, you don't say obviously because we don't know if they're oh, nerds. Well, they're nerds. That's true. And they're in a, um, a park and the popular kids, the rough kids, hmm. are t- drinking a can of beer. And they go, um, he's had two sips. Hmm. And then they go, but we heard that Jackie has had three sips. And they go, that's impossible. No one could have three sips. And one of the nerds goes, I could do it. So they give him the can and he gets to two sips. He can't have any more. It's too much for a little kid. Lightweight. So he goes, I could do it if I want, but I'm not going to, right? So they'll laugh at him and make fun of him. But when he goes to school, the Asian kid, I'm allowed to say that. Why? I don't know, am I? Is it relevant? Yeah, he's Asian. Doesn't matter. How is that relevant to the plot? Well, this other kid. Couldn't you say this other kid? Keep your eye open for him. All right. (laughs) So he's having the party and he goes to the, to the. (laughs) What's that? What is that noise? The door's open. There's someone. There's someone the at the door. The, by the way, the Should door I is. Do you see who it is? No, please don't. Well, I've got to let him in. He will keep banging on the door. <laughs> Hang on. T- talk about. Tell him about this movie while I go and open the door. Oh. Stampy. Stop it. Okay. So, just a bit of a. Oh, Stampy! I fed you already. What I what so far? What we know. Pony, please. Please, please don't get involved. It's too late. I'm sucked in like a cyclone. So what's happening is Ken's talking about a movie called Good Boys who uh, go to a park and sip beer. And because they sip beer in the park, they get invited to a party by an Asian guy. <laughs> You're up to date. All right. That's it. That's good. Ken now, let me tell back. you what happens. Okay. One moment, please, Ken. Yes. I just wanted to say one more thing. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> no, don't sing the, we've got two dogs fighting. He's very... We've got... We, you've you've left got the, the door open one. again. Why would you do that? Well, because someone's coming in. Oh. Someone's coming in. Hmm. Look, there it is. Oh. <laughs> All I can see is calf muscles. He's a week early. He's a weak singer. Okay, get on with it. So, yeah. So. Does he know that we're recording? We're talking about Tony Katz, by the way. For some reason, he's come for a visit in the middle of our studio, in the middle of our session. Where is he? I don't know. Can we get on? Can we get on with this? So the cool guy, he's got, look, he's got fruit. He's bringing fruit. Yeah, the wogs do that. Yeah. So what happens is the Asian kid says to him, you can come to my movie. Why does it matter that he's Asian? Well, it doesn't, but he's Asian. Why are you, you saying that? that? I didn't have to say he was a black kid. Why don't you just say he's a kid? Yeah, you didn't. Exactly. Just say one bunch of kids, another bunch of kids, and then another kid. All right. I'm just, I'm just letting you know I'm trying to be, how the world is now. I'm you can't be, identify anybody but anything. I'm trying to be um. You can't say he or she or Socially anything. accept. Adept, adapt. Adept. 
Keep going. I'm trying to be socially adept. You're tr- no, wrong word. <laughs> I'm trying to be socially adept. But you're not. You're being opposite. Am I? Yeah. You just don't need to identify people by their race, right. gender, so the creed, popular kid, culture. Can I say the popular kid then? That's good. All right. The popular kid. Nice guy. Happens to be Asian. Um, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Show me one popular Asian, so but anyway. So come to my party. Yeah. And he goes, can I bring my other two friends? His nerds. other two friends. The nerds. Oh, I see. Yeah. And, of course, he doesn't really want them, but he no. goes, oh, all right, okay, you can bring them. Hmm. And then the, then the popular kid hmm. says to him, it's going to be a kissing party. Well. well how many boys are going to that party? <laughs> so, well, now this has taken a whole new turn because these boys haven't kissed anyone for a start. Except their mums. Yes. They're, they're, they're very clear. And their aunties at parties. Yeah. Did you ever do that? Yeah, you get a. Wet you had to go to a Christmas thing or something, and your auntie's like, "Give us a kiss, darling." Yeah, and you know, which is gross. And then you try and take it further, and everybody gets mad. <laughs> yes, that's right. So, all right. Now, here's here's the name of the kids, by the way: Max, Lucas, and Thor. Thor, you say? And I don't know why they don't ever tell you why he's called Thor. Hmm. Maybe Just because his mum had a lisp, and they asked her after childbirth. Yes. What do you think? I'm Thor. That's it. Mm. That's fantastic. You like that? Good on you. No, that was easy. All right. This so, is paper numbers. Max. Yes. Has a crush on a Brit- crash. A crush. Are you saying crush? Crush on his. You female- said crash. <laughs> well, I'm saying crush now. What do you? You, his- you said crush again. Max has a crush yeah, on his female classmate Brixley. Did you say Brixley? Yeah. What sort of a name is that? I don't know. It's as silly as Thor, really. Oh, it's, so it's sillier. Well, yeah, it is. It sounds like a suburb in Brixley. London. Well, I guess it's, you know, you go back nine years, what would that have been, 2000? Maybe that's where she was conceived. Brixley? Well, maybe in there's the a suburb. A, maybe there's a celebrity. Which explains your real name, backseat of a ute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, huh. um, uh, get on with it. So, presenting with the opportunity to kiss Brixley at the party. Brixley kiss. Yes, kiss Brixley. A kicksley. Max and his friends use his father's valuable drone to spy. What a strange show. On his teenage neighbour, Hannah, who is about, I think, about 16, 17. Yeah. They're hoping to learn some kissing techniques because they're thinking that. What does she do in the backyard? Well, Hannah's got a boyfriend in the backyard, so there's a bit of kissing going on. She's got a boyfriend in the backyard? Yeah. So it's very specific. Yeah, well, I think there's going to be a bit of kissing. Does he only stay in the backyard, this boyfriend? No. no that's a very difficult relationship. No, but he is there. So, All the time. Well. Does he live near the snails? They, maybe they know he's there that day. And Why do they know they're going to be in the backyard? at the backyard and I'm waiting for Tony Katz to go and get it. <laughs> So why does he have to stay in the backyard? I'm not saying. I'm just saying that the the the, the girl Hannah, not is, Brixley. No, no. Hannah's a sixteen year old. So, so they would have watched Hannah kiss the boyfriend. <coughs> yeah, and, and learn and learn how to kiss Brixley. Yes. Okay, I'm following you. You've got it now for the first time in about twenty episodes. Yeah. All right, go on. Now, what happens? Yes, this is the shittiest is, movie ever. It isn't. It is a beautiful movie. It's not so far. No, it is. But it's not. Well, it is. But so, it, it, you can't just say that. I recommend this movie to all our listeners. That's a big call. Yeah. Because I'd so say, far I recommend plunging a s- sharp bread knife into your eyes to stop seeing to this all movie. Our listeners. Yeah. Do it now. <laughs> what and happens? And come back. Hannah sees the drone mm. and throws a rock at it and smashes it. Oh, they're worth a lot of money. Yeah, that's right. Unless you get them from Dick Smith. Well, I don't know about that, but this is her father, his father's drone, so it's not a kid's drone either. It's not a kid's drone. I think it's worth, if I remember right, $750. A lot of money to a a seven-year-old, eight-year-old. Why do they name a drone if a drone is actually the name of a bee that is infertile? I don't know. I don't know. Do you want me to look it up? I would. Tell I'm happy to sit around and wait. Let's ask the listeners. <laughs> no. I'm really looking it up. Elevator oh. music. Do you want me to look at it? No, I don't care. Oh. Get on with it. All right. 
So they they. I'll need, look it up while you're talking. All right. They I'm need to go to a, the mall. Mall. I don't like that word. What do you call it? Mall. 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 Some people call it mall. No, they would be wrong. <laughs> Some people go. All right. So they go to the mall, but they find out that the only drone that is available is seven hundred fifty dollars. You just said that. Yeah. So to get the money, they sell. Wouldn't they replace the drone with the a like drone? So the father wouldn't know that they had de-dronified him. Uh, a what? <laughs> the drone smashed. I get that. But yes. if you smash something, yes. I'm assuming your motive to replace it is that the person doesn't realise that they've been a replacement. Yes. In so fact, you, you a get clone drone is what you're talking about. Exactly, Ken. Exactly. That's what, that's what they're trying Finally, to do. the light shines. Well, they're trying to get the drone that matches their father's. And, and they know it's, well, they already know that it's $750, so they're getting one that's worth $750. That's exactly right. So to get the money, they sell one of their um, trading cards from, you know, um, Pokemon, and it's rare as. It's very expensive. Is it Pikachu? It could be Pikachu. It could be the golden Pikachu. I believe that's the one. Anyhow, so the guy that comes and buys it is Stephen Merchant from The Office, Ricky Gervais, who is hilarious. He's really good in it. Um, And then he decides he doesn't want to buy it. And through a series of events, events, there is a sex doll standing. Now I've got your attention. Very You looked up there, didn't you? Well, I just I'm trying to follow you. Well, they've 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 it's it's hard to describe. You really need to watch it. But they found all their parents' sex toys. Yeah. Which they don't know are sex toys. For example, the anal beads they think are a necklace. I've used those. <laughs> I don't want to know that. <laughs> I put them in a soup. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because Before or after. <laughs> In the middle. Oh, God. They don't dissolve. So you actually put the soup in your bum. Mm. So. What? Uh, they, they find a sex doll, so they practice kissing on that, of course. And then they put it at the, <clears throat> at the um, kitchen table so that when the guy comes in, Can they I, say, oh, that's our mum. I've been looking up where a drone gets its name from. Yes. And I finally found something more confusing than what you say. Okay. Can I read what it says? Yes, please. And this is gold. Okay. The term drone, more widely used by the public, was coined about the early remotely flown target aircraft used for practice firing of a battleship's guns, and the term was first used with the 1920s Fairy Queen and 1930s de Havilland Queen Bee target aircraft. I don't know what the, what that means. I don't know what that means sure either. I've got another right one. Right. This is even stupider. <coughs> the commander used the name drone to refer to the aircraft in respect to the British Queen Bee. A drone is not a Queen Bee, by the way. A drone is what mates with the Queen Bee. The what? Well, actually, that's not true. It's an unfertilized egg that grows into a drone. They, the worker bees are the ones that have sex with the queen. The drones are nothing. They're they're. They're the the, the minions. Yeah, pretty much. The term was fit. I don't know what that means. Since the drone could not function on its own and had to be controlled by someone on the ground. So that's wrong. They should have called it the Queen Bee. Well. Because Queen Bee doesn't do anything. It needs help. She sits there and eats honey. No wonder she's so fat. I don't know what – all the things I can see on the internet about why it's called a drone refer to the Queen Bee. The Queen Bee is not a drone. The Queen Bee is completely different to a no, drone. No, but that's what I'm saying. They should have called it Queen Bee instead of drone. Yeah. That would have made more sense. Yeah. Wasp would have been a good one. Yeah. Bat. What about wannabe pilot? Wannabe pilot. Yeah. What about annoying buzzing thing? Better. What about criminal's best friend? What about 400 bucks, first time you fly it, you smash it and it's fucked? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's Whatever what money you have in your wallet, put it in the toilet. <laughs> Avoid Same the middleman. Yes. <laughs> That's, right. yes. That's your drone right there. That's right. Yes. From the Latin dronus, <laughs> meaning 
Pointless. <laughs> there you go. That's where it came from. Yeah. All right. We solved that problem. All right. So. Okay, the Bee Gees. No. No. The what? movie. Oh, who? Now. The Goodfellas. Yeah. <laughs> Good now, Wars. there's a movie. Is it? Oh, yeah. I've never watched. I've got halfway through about you eight ha- million times. Get out. All right. Goodbye. It's a glorious, wonderful, amazing film. We're doing it. We're doing it. I'll review it. I'm I, telling I'll you, now, you now, Kenneth. I'm telling if you now. It turns out like Rumblefish. I'll no, in annoyed. my top five movies of all time. Scorsese? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh. Is there a new um, digital release? Because it's very grainy, that movie. Grainy. <laughs> Where I get it is. Yeah, well, <laughs> you got to go through. My I refuse to pay for anything.com. <laughs> my Balinese coffee. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Subtitles, forget them. <laughs> And the people in Bali were saying, we're not so sure about this one. (laughs) We give you a haircut and this. (laughs) Massage. Mm. All right. So they get the 750 bucks. They go and buy the drone. But the girls, Hannah and her best friend Lily, have already bought the drone because they're being nasty. Why do they buy a drone? Well, I'll tell you why. Tell me, Ken. A pre-story that we haven't mentioned. A what story? Pre-story to what we're talking about now. Like pre-story. <laughs> yes. A like prehistoric man. <laughs> okay. A, a subplot is. Oh. Yes. The words I, you use. A subplot is something that you they bury someone who died in a submarine. Did you know? That's what I knew. Yes. So. I thought it was where you put your um, subway roll that you couldn't finish. <laughs> okay. So. Yes. Um, when, they, when they go to... Um, um, Africa? Hannah's – no, good, good gasp. Uh, to Hannah's – Where's uh, Africa, Ken? To Hannah's – don't know. When they go to Hannah's <laughs> to get the um, drone that's been smashed, Yeah. The, the boyfriend has just given Hannah a vial of ecstasy. Whoa. A vial of ecstasy. Happiness in a tube. Ah. Isn't it? What? Yeah, ha- it's a tube if you like. But of happiness. Yeah. Yes. So what happens? I don't know. He's a little boy – Steals the ecstasy because they're in a, a container that says um, gummy gummy bears, but so it's they, not gummy bears. No, they're ecstasy. They think they're lollies. Thank God they never take them. Um, ecstasy tablets don't look like gummy bears. No, it's just to hide it from the public. The public. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so anyhow, okay. They go like they're in the Maya window and people go, are pointing. We want, we'll, we'll give you back your drone. Okay. If you give us our ecstasy. Yep, it's a good deal. Yeah, it is a good deal. But the black boy, who is the straightest out of all the three Why nerds. Why does it matter? Yes. One of the boys. All right. Anyhow, him, he. They're he people, is, Ken. He's very straight. They're people. I know you watch Roots and it's affected your whole vibe and you keep referring to anyone who is not white as Chicken George. Why do you do that? It's what do you think, me. Elephant Punjab? Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, the other boy. He thinks that's a straight word, by the way. Very straight. Who's straight? Well, I don't know his name, and that's why I'm calling him Black Boy. Just call him Straight Boy. All right, straight. Implying the other guy's a it's gay, not that I guess. He's not gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. He, no, but he's just down the line. So <laughs> he, he goes, I'm not giving the drugs. Back to those girls. I'm so confused. Drugs are bad for you. Can I tell you what I've got so far? Yes. <laughs> These four guys. No, three. Three guys and the black guy? No, he's one of them. He's So two guys and the black guy. Oh, if you're going to be racial, sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, go on. Okay. Two, I'm going to do it as a song. There were three guys and in a park they took sips and they didn't take enough sips, but they got invited to a party anyway by a girl called Brickhead who held a little party and they thought that they might kiss her and so they wouldn't miss her. They decided to get a drone and spy on their slutty neighbour who is in the backyard with a boyfriend Jim Neighbours and he threw a rock at the drone. The drone was not 
owned by the boys. The drone was in fact owned by the dad. And when it smashed it, they knew he'd be mad. So they went to buy a replacement drone. But it turns out the girl who was a slut had bought one of her own. So now there are two drones and a smashed drone. Not two drones. Well, if they've each bought drones. No, the girls bought the drone. How'd you like my song? I loved your song, but you you forgot the ecstasy. I haven't got to that yet. You butted in. Well, keep going. And so the girl bought a drone before the three guys got to buy their own drone. And then they went and bought some Mexican tea, which only rhymed with a tube of ecstasy. (laughs) But because the boyfriend had a tube of ecstasy, by the way, who keeps ecstasy in a tube? It's usually just a tablet with a little blue tinge and a funny little coat on it. And he wraps it in a piece of paper and puts it in his pocket. But for some reason, this guy puts it in a vial and it was found by some other random boy. He's one of the three. The one of the three finds the ecstasy yes. and he says, I'll give you back the ecstasy if you give us the $750 drone that you bought yes. to replace the drone you smashed and everybody will be happy. And the boy said no. It's and illegal. the boy said, no, you're not having my drone. The, the drugs, you're not having my drugs. Who said that? The black boy. <laughs> the black boy's got the drugs now. He said, I'm not giving you the... I'm not giving you the drugs. It would this be... is such a strange show. It's like a musical. Because <laughs> it would be wrong. What would be wrong? To give the drugs to the girls. It would be wrong. He did not have the drugs to give to the girl, even though they stole them from the boyfriend who was... Oh, oh thank, thank God. God. <laughs> it's a great movie. Watch it. It's a shit movie. Don't watch it. How many times have we said that? Too many. Don't forget, folks. If okay, gang. Look, if you've enjoyed our episode or you enjoy all of our episodes, don't forget to share them on all your social media platforms. Let's spread the word and get a bigger audience because you will be called an original listener. It's your chance to be on the cutting edge, the hipster groove. You love us. We love you. Thank you. Who asked you? Ditto.